This one is a journal entry in May 2016 with uh, regards to my eldest daughter, Eva. She must have been eight around then and going through a huge pre-teens era period was really, really difficult and challenging. I can tell you that uh, for all of you who have daughters, you know, they are like beautiful, wonderful little princesses. You love them. And then they become around eight to nine and then they transform. Well, Eva was going through this huge transformation and um, it's really great for her, but it's like I was so triggered, right? She was, um, this is change in behavior. She was hiding stuff secretly. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows her parents would disapprove of it, but she'll hide it. Like she hides boxes of cookies and she'll secretly eat them. And then you'll find these empty cookie boxes, right? And uh, wrappers of chocolates and uh, granola bars. They're all hidden secretly under the sofa and stuff, you know, where it comes from. And she also likes to take my cosmetics and she'll hide them away in her room or something. And then when she's discovered and we discover evidence of, uh, yeah, food, wrappers, she'd be really angry and then she would feel innocence, right? She would just really um, get really, really upset with us. <laughs> so she's really going through at eight or nine this uh, tumultuous period of pre-adolescence like she'd shout back um she'd react you know we couldn't give her instructions or commands she would react and she'll always uh, be the smarty pants and um yeah she'd stand up for herself getting a lot more independent she wants to get things done by herself she wants things done well but um it's for her, you know, it's um, it's not always out of consideration for others. And so when that happens, you know, we end up in a shouting match. It's terrible. You know, I, I sound just like my mom when I do that, just like flare up in anger and then use all kinds of words that I regret later on. But I think the the worst thing is that when I'm in those fists of anger and annoyance with my own daughter, I get I'm actually annoyed and angry with myself because she's only eight and and for the most part of it I'm just taking this way too seriously because her friends um, you know they, they they get it easy in their house right they don't really need to do housework they don't have to help out with their younger siblings and we are just insisting Eva does the household chores and then she picks up after her own stuff and then she develops this sense of responsibility but uh, she's protesting it and then we have to take a stand and then it's uh, it's not very pretty but we did all this when she was eight but I'd like to say that you know now she is uh, almost 13 and she is way out of her preteens and she's blossomed she's so independent autonomous she bathes every day I don't have to yell at her um, suddenly matured, like really over 12, 11, 12, she just blossomed. But from 8 to 11 to 12, it was a really difficult period. 
because her brothers were really young they took away all the attention from her and then she suddenly became the eldest one with the most responsibility and she hated that but we insisted on discipline and insisted on you know having her a structured organized way and um, all those rebellious fits and we're good you know for her and also for me I mean we have developed a much closer bond now and I think it's just the way mothers and daughters are but she's beautiful like she, you know at I remember Mother's Day and she'd make me these beautiful presents like um, she's very creative if I made a, a wonderful card with pop-out flowers and messages you know made of um, she made this paper origami um, uh, like a beautiful art piece as well and uh, like she knows she, that I like plants so she made a tomato plant and she even made a, a necklace for me you know so she just amazes me with uh, a lot of love and uh, a lot of care but there there were tough moments very very <laughs> tough moments but I realized that you know she, it's a it's a transition period it's like suddenly she's very aware of herself aware of her surroundings um, you know when you're a child you are very um, you're not conscious at all you just play with anyone you'll just do whatever you don't question anything and then boom you're eight or nine and then you're like wow you're aware of your your surroundings people and um, you know you have developed this authority this voice she was not afraid of challenging authority man she talks back and she questions you all the time and she's not afraid she's not afraid of um, challenging authority she's really inquisitive uh, she's afraid of losing out right she'll cheat and do whatever it is to get the results she wants right she doesn't want to be last um, but she's lazy so you know always full of excuses trying to find all the shortcuts um, uh, at that time when she was eight or nine like super clumsy um, you know not very coordinated yeah and um, I think at school she was perhaps shoved around or maybe bullied even so she would come home and then she would have these temper tantrums um, on the most days I'll just react and I'll, I'll I'll shout back and we'll have these shouting matches but sometimes I develop some patience and actually on those days when she has these fists of tantrums and I don't react and um, she'll eventually come out of her shell and she'll tell me like she had this really shitty day at school and she was being bullied by the girls and you know she I mean Eva was raised in Singapore so she had this Singaporean accent probably she was in grade two and she didn't fit in she was like this foreigner kid right so of uh, mixed parenthood so you know she's not white right in this predominantly white you know primary school in this um, very posh neighborhood so I guess it was really tough to make friends and you know she realized that she did she wasn't fitting in and so all that awkwardness and tension was building up and so of course she releases that at home right <clears throat> um, yeah but 
I'm happy that, you know, Eva was is very resilient and she always used her creative energy and she's a self-learner. In fact, um, I was super proud of her because uh, she told me once and I was literally crying because, uh, you know, Eva, growing up in Singapore, we have helpers, you know, who stay in the house and does everything for us. So Eva is like, she'll come in from school, she'll just, you know, remove all her clothes, leave it on the floor, help her is picking up everything after her. She didn't know how to bathe, didn't know how to dress herself. She didn't need to. Helper would be following her in every single move, picking up everything, cleaning her room, everything. So in Canada, in grade one, my God, like winter, you have to dress up. No one, no teacher is going to put on the boots and the hat and should be the last kid to always get dressed. Um, she was so slow because she didn't know how to take care of herself. And she said to me one day, it's like, there were these mean girls and they would just stare at her. And, and, she, and, and she said that, you know, they just stared at her and laughed at her and mocked at her. And she was seven. And I felt like crying when she said that. She was like, I had no friends. And then these mean girls are just staring at me and laughing at me. So I said, Eva, what did you do? She said, well, I just looked down. And I looked away. Um, but what I'm really proud of her is that she um, she said she eventually conquered these mean girls and made them into her best friends. So I was really surprised because she invited them for her birthday party. I said, why are you inviting Allison and, you know, these, these girls? I thought they were your arch nemesis enemies. And she's like, oh, no, they're my friends now. I said, oh, how did you make friends with them? Well, um... One day at school, you know, in the playground, a bunch of boys were uh, stealing our balls from uh, from those girls. And uh, so I took the ball and then uh, I, I stole it from the boys and I gave it to the girl or something like that, right? So an enemy of an enemy is a friend. So that's how she made friends. <laughs> those girls were, were taken aback. And um, later on, I, I uh, after the party, I, I was, you know, talking to Allison's mom, the, the one who was the biggest, um, you know, meanie. And Allison's mom said, you know, Allison is really, really fond of Eva. She said that, um, she told me that Eva is the kindest, most sweetest girl she's ever met. So I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. I'm super proud of Eva because at that early age, you know, she learned resilience to stand up for herself. I was not there protecting her. I couldn't. But she learned. She learned French uh, from scratch, right? Though her dad is French, we, we never spoke French at, at home. And she had to learn everything by scratch. Um, she was super authentic in her ideas, very interesting, super creative, um, very funny, and hypersensitive to feelings. Like she has a good grasp of uh, emotions, um, a good description, knew exactly how people were feeling and she could explain her own feelings as well and for a child you know never needed help at school like I would always uh, be there to support her but she was pretty independent um, and quite the sense of uh, fashionista as well she has this unique sense of style and um, very trendy and fashionable <laughs> but I think what was really tough for our number one, you know, family of three kids is that she lacked that one-on-one -on -one 
parental attention uh, from five, since five, uh, you know, Gilles was born and then at eight, Enzo was born. So she misses out on mama's hugs and uh, the boys would literally dominate and take, you know, all the attention. So she grew up like uh, suddenly she had to grow up at the age of uh, six, seven, eight, right? Um, so that's probably one of the reasons why she was propulsed into <laughs> that pre-teens um, period. And and I remember like she she was always asking me about how I was like growing up as well, and she'd say like, "Hey, um, when you were young, uh, who was your enemy?" So and she asked me, "Was it difficult to make friends?" Um, and stuff she was talking she was very concerned about friends and she was really concerned about summer camp and who amongst her friends were going to summer camp is victoria going is so and so going because see there's this free time in the evening in the afternoon right where they literally leave all the kids to play and not having friends during the recess or breaks was eva's largest preoccupation it was the biggest worry in life and I totally understand that worry you know that social awkwardness um, because I was like that as well and right up till I was easy 17 18 in junior college you know it was agonizing to go for recess and breaks and not to have a buddy with you to eat or to share the time with, or to be with someone at the table. So, you know, being popular and like, you know, having these cool friends, they weren't my thing. My thing was just to fit in and just to integrate. Um, that was my thing because I often did not integrate and I often stuck out and I often don't go off with the popular gang because I was different. And I think Eva had shared this same sentiment with me and I you know I understand that social awkwardness of um, my god being alone you know what if everyone's looking at me eating alone like what kind of awful feeling is that right so it's easy for for you now as an adult to tell your kids like you know go and play in the playground there are so many other kids but they won't play because it's not their friends and they feel super awkward and super shy. Um, and I, I understand that because I was like that as well, right? And you feel like you can fit in and you're just watching everybody from the shadows or something. So since, since then till now, you know, that was in 2016 and now we're in 2020, Eva's now in, um, you know, in high school, first year, secondary one, and she's fitting in very beautifully and she's making friends. She's not making tons of friends. She's making one friend at a time who she can connect with and she chooses them carefully and she's got good taste in music, classical music, excuse me. You know, and she does very beautifully at work with very little supervision. I'm really, really proud of my princess. So yeah, so this is a diary of my princess, Eva. And I'm really proud of her already. And she's only 12, going on 13 in February. I love you lots, my love. <laughs>